broken. We've all been told this. You're broken. You need to talk to a professional. You need help. The fuck do they know? They didn't go through our struggles, see their friends get seriously injured or die. They haven't lost someone close to them or had to truly struggle like you have. They simply don't know what you've been through or currently going through. We know ourselves best. We're adults. We can handle our own problems. And we're fine. Wrong. We don't know how to fucking cope. We drink because we like it and we have it under control. When in reality, the mornings we wake up after blacking out are becoming more and more common. The shit we did last night gets more and more embarrassing. But we're fine. We just like to drink and have a good time. We don't talk about what we went through because no one will understand. We don't really have those conversations with the guys we were there with because we're hard dick war fighters and no one wants to seem weak. And you don't reach out because it appears they have their shit together and you don't want to be a burden. Take a real moment and look in the mirror. It's okay to be fucked up. Everyone is nowadays. Between work and school stress to just the climate of the world right now. It is more accepted in current society to suffer in silence and slowly kill yourself with alcohol and depression. Talk about mental health. Ask for help. The people around you write and being honest with you because they care. You are broken and that's okay if you make the effort to put the pieces back together. This one is going to be something that's been on my mind lately because it is my mind. I have been trying to figure out a way to constantly stay aware of my mental state, to be aware, be present, but be mindful that my mental health. That sounds fucking exhausting. It is, man. It's a, it's a, it's always a work in progress. Um, it's a tough topic, man. Uh, we, I just had somebody else leave the fight recently so without getting into that story too much of my most tragic uh encounter with somebody losing that battle to mental health yeah to their mental health um i will just talk about my own and that it's not a sad it doesn't have to be a sad thing you have to control the highs and the lows right oh yeah it's Mental health issues are off way too often just focusing on like sad stuff and oh this person killed themselves. Like it's a lot of it is also just living with anxiety or fucking ADHD or being bipolar. Like there's so much that goes into it, especially as men that we never talk about that just some of those things where we're we're conditioned to not talk about it. I'm fine. And it's also something that we try to push off. Like uh, you, I'm fine. You're yeah. tr- trying not to talk about it. You have to avidly avoid it. Mm-hmm. Like you have to go out of your way. Uh, I don't want to. Like one thing that I've always told myself is that no man is going to dictate. And I find that respect in myself. Right as a man, no man is going to tell me what a, being a man is or is not. True. You know what I'm saying. I, I would not let somebody tell me something about my finances or. Uh, unless if I ask for it, or my career, unless if I ask for it, those types of things, I'm gonna take other, I'm gonna take things that I've experienced and formulate my own opinion because that's what men do, right? We're gonna take our experiences and our best judgment and try to push forward, and that's why I 
like talking about my mental health. Yeah, it's one of those things where it needs to be spoken about more. It needs to be pretty much like this veil lifted from it. And I agree with you completely that, I mean, you're the captain of your own ship. You decide what which way you're going. Right, absolutely. But also, it's cool to hear you say, unless you ask for it, because you're aware of asking for help or asking for guidance. And that is a big, big part of anything in life, is knowing when to be like, hey, can I get a hand with this? Or can I get some insight? Yeah, nobody, I mean, th- take any task. Nobody likes somebody that is going to not ask for help as as much as we were taught growing up that you know you do things and you see them through we always took that as you do it by yourself yeah you're by yourself but at the same time you have all these you, you don't just go into build a car with just your fucking hands yeah you require tools and you need somebody's help to move certain things use your resources absolutely and if take if you take away anything from that statement right there it's a man knows how to utilize his resources. Those are all your tools, buddy. Get get to it. Use well, and I think the base resource is the people around us. They'll notice changes in us before anything. The you know, I always heard the most valuable resource in life is money. At one point in the nineties, we were saying that. Then, as we grew older, we understood that it was time. I don't believe that it's either one of those things. Your most valuable resource is other humans. By far. You can have one man with unlimited money and amount of however amount of time that he needs to do something, or a man that it, it can choose to employ hundreds of people to do his bidding. Those friends that you have, those colleagues at work. Your community. Your community. That environment is your resource. Those people are valuable resources. Um, I do you go through any anxiety? Do you have anxiety? Oh yeah, I have anxiety. I'm I'm fucking bipolar. I'm all over the place. On when I'm not medicated, when I take my meds, I still got. I'm still a bit all over the place, but less all over the place. If that makes sense. Yeah, I I mean I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but for me it feels like if it's either a situation induced or if it just like happens chemically induced type of yeah i mean i i I think it can manifest in multiple different ways um anxiety can for me personally um it's it can just come for no reason there's been times where i've told people like i just have this super like anxious as hell but for no reason and then there's you know the things where you know whether it's stress or something coming up or whatever where anxiety kind of rears its head yeah how do you come come to mind and realize that you're going through it? Can you actualize it? Um, it's hard to verbalize when um, when talking about anxiety because it's one of those things where it comes and goes, or it's constant and you just deal with it. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to speak on it because there's it's hard to say when I'm not anxious because it's always one of those things where I constantly feel some sort of anxiousness. I get that. I understand. And 
because it's so unique to the individual, it's hard to talk about collectively. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be uniform across the board. Yeah, no, not at all. I mean, it's one of those things where we're going to look at the same painting and see two different things. We're going to hear the same song and hear two different things. It's everything is, you know, relative. That's a fucking great analogy. Whenever you hear Runaway, what's your favorite part of the, the song? I I can't tell you my favorite part of the song. Yeah, It's not one of those things where it's, I can't pinpoint it because I love the whole thing. It's just like anxiety where I can't pinpoint where it comes from, where it goes, what makes it better, what makes it go. I mean, I tell you lots of things I've tried to make it better, but it's one of those things where it just kind of exists. The reason why I brought up Runaway, not because Kanye is also bipolar, shout out. Yeezy, the greatest artist. Um, but your life is like that song where there's beautiful parts, there's hard parts. It doesn't all mesh well together, but because it is what it is and the collective of it all, that makes it beautiful and unique to itself. And I think, yes. Not to sound I get that. Hippie. That makes immense sense. It's it's just that it goes... It, brings us back to the idea of that we're the sum of all of our parts. Absolutely. So that's why talking about our mental health is so important because it is the control house. It's the center of all of our parts. And it's one of the things that's killing men left and right. Yeah, the suicide rate is, is uh, immense. Sometimes I feel like I don't want to get better. Why? Do you know... Well, what does better look like? What is better? Exactly, right? So uh, it's, it's, I'm defining it every day. It's a living, uh, it's a living mission. It's, it's, it's always changing. There's some days that I feel like I want to just put on some Johnny Cash and, and fucking down a whole bottle of Jack and just be in the shadows fucking stay in my my little dark area and and just go through it ride through the fucking storm when i feel like my what i I get anxiety but i more so my depression get really depressed do do you find yourself having a lot of imposter syndrome kind of type stuff where you kind of feel like you're not as qualified at what you do or kind of that sort of feeling does that come along at the same time wow you pinpointed it. I was going through some shit recently, really, really hard because obviously I've given my background before. Like I'm from a certain socioeconomic um, place in society that I, I've grown out of. And I feel like that imposter syndrome all the time. And I have to constantly battle against it and remind myself, no, you deserve to be here. You you worked hard. Yeah, exactly. You are because I also, I, I'm... I mean, you're still a piece of shit. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No denying that. But you worked hard to get yourself in a different economic situation. Not only uh, economic, <laughs> but like I, I the, the thought processes that, that I engage in constantly, um, they're probably not likened to the type of person that I am. You know, there's, um, there, there's a lot of thought processes that's going on constantly throughout my head. And... I try to, I have to turn some of them off because if I engage with them, even though they might be true or they might be 
beneficial long term to understanding and, and some creative way of my head, they're not productive in certain environments like work. I'm in IT and I live in a prosperous area in North Austin. You know, there's a lot of like that sounds so fucking boring. It is. It's it's so suburban and so fucking boring. But it's uh it, it's it's a place of growth. It's what I asked for. And now I've set that plate. I'm going to eat what's on my plate. And it doesn't matter if people are going to watch me eat and say like, "Oh, he's not supposed to belong here." I paid my dues like you. I think you're giving too much value to what other people think in the sense that they're even fucking thinking about you. Absolutely. I'm at the party and everybody's having a good time and I'm wondering what I'm doing there. That's an ugly feeling, man. And I don't want it to be that case. Nobody gives a fuck what you're doing. They're all having a good time. They're not paying attention to you. But in my mind, they're wondering, what is he doing here? The whispers in, my, in, in your so head. So it kind of sounds like you're seeking and trying to gain self-awareness and use that to better your mental health. But in the same instance, your focus on self-awareness is kind of being a double-edged sword because it's kind of fucking you up constantly thinking about being self-aware. Yeah. The, uh, the, exactly that. It's a good analogy. The uh, double-edged sword. That's exactly what it is. I, have to know when to turn it on and when to turn it off. Just like other emotions that you have. With that, that reminds me of something that I try and keep in mind and remember always, and it will stay with me forever, is um, a company commander I had, the dwarf. I'd follow that man anywhere. Why was he nicknamed the dwarf? Middendorf was his last name, mm. and that's hella long. And I was looking so for a fucking... Yeah, no. <laughs> we're, we're infantry marines. We're not that clever. Um, but he pretty much summed it up while we were in Afghanistan before a mission. He pretty much summed it up as no one gives a fuck. No one gives a fuck that we're here. No one gives a fuck that what we're doing. And we aren't entitled to a fucking thing. With that, I've tried to keep that in the back of my mind throughout everything in life. If I'm somewhere and I'm worried that someone thinks that I shouldn't be there or I'm out of place or I don't belong, no one gives a fuck. No one gives a fuck what I've done so I can't rest in my laurels. But also, no one gives a fuck, so I'm free to do as I please. So it kind of... It lifts me up but also kind of keeps me grounded. Yeah. It's where it gives me this kind of freedom to operate where I'm always striving to do better and be better because no one gives a fuck what I've done. And I'm free to do what makes me happy because no one gives a fuck what I've done. Right. It's a, it's a very powerful um, thought process. I, I know there's a book out there that's called uh, The Subtle, Subtle Art. Not Giving the Fuck. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's but, you know, it's something that I, I, I'm fully aware of. You're good. It's good for you to give a fuck. I think it's just being aware that no one else gives a fuck. Also being hyper aware of, of your situation, your circumstance, or the environment right now. Like, I have to turn off all incoming feed at this moment in time because it's not, it's not helping me in any way. 
the, at the peak of the quarantine, dude, I was fucking going crazy, man. Yeah. Not only because of the isolation, but how much shit was going on and what what good was it doing me? What control did I have over it? What control did I have over my own mind and my own circumstances? And I was losing that. And that's not as a, I, I can only speak from the male experience, obviously, but losing control of your circumstances is, is, is a terrible feeling. Fucking sucks, dude. Yeah. Yeah. But that's 2020 for you. That is this year is you got to just kind of chalk it up to an L. Welcome to the suck. Yeah. We're all going through it. Do you think that we'll be closer after going through all this together? <laughs> nah. Weird. Right? This has done nothing but push us further apart. Man, there has to be some something. Every time that people go through some shit together, they come out, they should come out closer and stronger. In my experiences, the worse things are, the closer people get, but not this time. This is, I'm waiting for some kind of end to this process. Like, okay, the culminate, we're at the peak. The culmination is coming. Where are we going? We're here yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? You know, it's, and we're not getting there. And it's, it's uh, disheartening. Fuck it, dude. Who cares? Fuck it. No one gives a fuck what you're doing. No one gives a fuck what you've done. And right now, with everything going on, no one, no one's giving a fuck what you're doing. Everyone's running about their own. Yeah. We're at a very, very... There's a way to seize this moment. This time in society. I have no fucking idea how. But it's not your responsibility to. Well, I mean, just as in general, with everyone, with the quarantine, with everything going on, like everyone is pushing to, you know, do a side hustle or get better. Fuck that. I know that there is a way to make the most of this time. I don't give a fuck. I'm just going to ride it out. No, you got to give a fuck about yourself, right? I got my own family to worry about. I think, do you think that's why uh, that isolation was kind of fucking with me a little bit? Because I don't have like, I do have a family, my dog, my cat, I'm, anybody who knows me knows that I'm extremely fucking yeah. close to them. However, uh, being away from humans for that long, I felt like I was in... Uh, that's very bad for you. Yeah. Yeah. You need, like we're, we need human interaction. Yeah. I, like, we're, we're social creatures. It's just, you need it. It's like a medicine. Mm. So yeah, I get that. So when I started coming back down to San Antonio to visit family once a week, did I do that for myself? Yeah, I did. I, I did it because I needed it. I know they want to see me and sometimes I wasn't available when they wanted me to be. And that's very selfish. But right now I needed them. And I think there's some kind of... Uh, well, that's, that's the special thing about family. They they allow us to be selfish. And when we need them, they're there. And at the end of the day, we allow them to be selfish. And if they need us, we're there. And you could fucking hate them. You could not want to talk to them. 
But at the end of the day, your family. And I, th- I think, I mean, it's always kind of the selfish reason why you see family. It makes you feel good. As much as you don't want to go to whoever's fucking quinsay or this, that, and the other, fucking you don't want to go to your second cousin's bat mitzvah, it feels good once you're there. Mm-hmm. Family, it's, it's a medicine. You need it, whether it's the family you were born into, the family you make, your friends. Like We need that human-to-human interaction. It's, it's like plants. So instead of sending flowers, we send roses. We the roses. Oh, damn, it's, I fucked that up. Sorry, G. I'm gonna ride that out though. Let it go. Say it again right now. So instead of sending flowers, we the roses.